Welcome to Amici, News and Insights from the New York Courts. I'm John Carr. In this Pride Month Diversity Dialogue segment, we have two very special guests, Housing Court Judges Norma Jennings and Juliet Howard. Judges Howard and Jennings are believed to be the first married same-sex couple appointed to the same court in New York. The judges are both African-American. They were both raised by single mothers. They both worked for the Legal Aid Society's Civil Division, where they were involved in housing issues and where they met. They raised two sons together, and earlier this year, when Judge Howard was appointed to housing court, she joined her spouse, who was appointed two years earlier. Judge Jennings, Judge Howard, thank you so much for coming on the program. Just a couple of uh, just a couple of decades ago, the idea that two women could get married, raise a family, live openly, and secure appointments to the bench would have been pretty much unimaginable, unthinkable. Thirty years ago, could you even imagine this would be your life? Uh, I'll let Juliet you go first. Great, thanks. <laughs> Uh, Let's see. Could I imagine this would be our life? Um, I think I've always been sort of hopeful, you know, for these kind of opportunities. Um, We've been together almost 30 years. So (laughs) so definitely two women could be together, have a family. Um, And obviously we got married later because it wasn't legal back then. (laughs) We've been together 27 years. Um, But it's, you know, it's it's wonderful to see that there are these changes, you know, happening. Um, Certainly probably not something I necessarily visualized all those years ago. Um, but something that I think I was, you know, hopeful about in society, that these kind of changes could come about. It seemed like for a long time there was very, very, very incremental progress, maybe a few steps back. And then, and then kind of all of a sudden there were a few big steps forward. It was, you know, and, and just to feed off what Ju- Juliet said as far as your question, um, I think, you know, we've sort of always seen ourselves as sort of groundbreakers because we were um, one of the first couples that we know who actually had children. And then there was that, you know, all our friends started having it and now it's become more of a, um, a, you know, more families or same-sex couples are having children and it's not thought about the way it was, you know, 27 years ago when we had children. Um, so there has been a lot of progress. I mean, unfortunately, in the last few years with the administration, I didn't want to go into politics. You know, there's been some step back, steps backwards, but hopefully we're going to have some more movement in a positive uh, way, in a positive trend. So I'm hopeful with that. Uh, Judge Howard, tell me a little bit about your background, if you would. Uh, where do you come from? Uh, who were your early role models? Why did you decide to go to law school? Uh, sure. Uh, let's see, I grew up in Sugar Hill, Harlem. And I was raised by my mom, who was a single mom, and also also my grandmother, who helped my mother out. Um, And so a very small family there. We were each only children. I was the only child my mom was, and so was my grandmother. So those were definitely my strong uh, role models, the matriarchs, as I like to refer to them, um, very strong black women who encouraged me. And they had not gone to the, the highest degree my mom had gotten was high school, but she always did encourage me to go to school. So education was something that was very, very much uh, important in my family. Um, and so I had that sort of, you know, I had that as, as, as role models for, you know, for a long time. Um, and so that's really sort of, you know, where I came from. One of the reasons I wanted to go to law school, um, I think it really also had to do with them. Um, they had both sacrificed so much because they wanted me to have these opportunities in terms of going to college. And, you know, they knew that I wanted to be a lawyer for a while. 
Um, and I knew early on that I wanted to sort of serve the serve the public, even in law school, I was very much a, a public interest person and all of my internships and all of my fellowships were very much geared towards kind of working with community, giving back to community. Um, and so I certainly think that, you know, being on the bench is an extension of that, of serving serving the public. So that's sort of a little bit about me in a nutshell. No, that's great. Uh, Judge Jennings, same thing. Uh, what, what's your story? Uh, I'm completely opposite of Julia. <laughs> I am the youngest of seven children. Uh, I was raised in the, uh, always tell, tell people, I was born in the projects, the housing projects in Patterson, New Jersey. Um, my role model has always been my mother. Um, she was someone who, she came up from the South. Um, she migrated North. She was born in Georgia. Uh, she didn't have an opportunity to get an education. Um, so it was important for her, for us to get an education. Um, unfortunately, you know, I'm the only one in my family who graduated from college, um, and went on to, to law school, which was something that, you know, I didn't have a role model around me who was in the law or was a lawyer. Um, not when I was younger, it happened when I got older, when I went to, to college, I saw people who looked like me, who was lawyers. Uh, and then I always wanted to be a lawyer, but did not think that I could be because of my background and where I came from. Um, and I didn't have people who looked like me, who was a lawyer. So, um, like I said, only when I went to college, did I see people who looked like me, who were lawyers and who really encouraged me to, uh, go to law school and, yeah, that's that's how it happened. Um, but my role model has has always been my mom. That's interesting that you both had very strong maternal female uh, uh, role models. Now, yes. uh, uh, Judge Jennings, why law? I mean, why not dentistry or, or accounting? What 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 brought you to, to the law? Well, I thought for a split minute to be a, a a doctor, but then realized that you know I could not stand the sight of blood, so that went on. And you know, I thought. You know, you see these images on television of lawyers and you think it's cool and it's something you want to do. And I just um, and I've always been interested in history and the law and politics and how this all works within the community. So I decided to become a lawyer um, and I, you know, I have no regrets. I still don't. I still can't stand the sight of blood. So, um, <laughs> good move. Good move. <laughs> so, so, so maybe you shouldn't be a criminal lawyer. I guess, right? No, 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 <laughs> no definitely not. <laughs> no, so, so you you two met I don't know about thirty years ago at Legal Aid Society. Um, were you open about your relationship from the beginning? Uh, yeah. Absolutely, yes. Yeah, I had already, you know, I was already out. I've been out since I was about 18. I came out when I was at Barnard at college. Um, so, yes, we were absolutely out from the very beginning. We even first, you know, started dating. 30 years ago, that, of course, that was before uh, the Supreme Court decision. Uh, any sort of pushback, any sort of negative response, or was it reasonably well accepted in, you know, 30 years ago? Um well, I mean, I would say for, I'm thinking about us, uh, we've, been, we've been together 27 years, so, and our uh, oldest son will soon be 24. So I would think for, I would say for me, the thing I remember as a pushback was having a child and having folks in school not necessarily acknowledge that we were both moms and something that we had to, our family had to always advocate for. They would always assume one was a stepmother. You know, they just couldn't get, wrap their heads around the fact that they have had two mothers. Um, so that's something that I think I definitely remember, and that felt like that went on for a while. And our our um, our son was actually a really big advocate for us, starting at, in like preschool. I remember that. What do you, What do you mean? 
Um, I mean, having to tell other, you know, other kids would say, you can't have two moms. And he would say, they're all kind of families. You know, you can have one mom, you can have a grandmother raising you. So I remember very early on, he would talk about the different configurations of family because we would talk about that. It was something that was openly discussed in our family. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think, I think for us, it was important to be out because what, if you're hiding, what does that tell your children? Does that tell your children that your family is somehow different, somehow not normal? And I think it was very important for us to show our children that their family was just like any other family. Um, that some people had a mom and a dad, some people only had a mom, um, some people had two dads. So I think it, for us, it was really important to be out so our children could understand that their family was just like everybody else's family. What a great answer. Now, uh, Judge Jennings, uh, when you decided to be, pursue a judgeship, you went for housing court. And I imagine it had more to do with the fact that you were very unlikely to encounter blood in housing court. But why a housing court judge? <laughs> <laughs> Well, since I've been doing housing for quite some time, I've been, we both were court attorneys for a long time before we decided to uh, put in our applications to become a housing court judge. We, I had did, did it, I think it was 1999 when I did my first application, and then I didn't do it again because I wanted to be involved in my um, raising the, our sons. Uh, and so I decided now that they're older and they really don't need us, our youngest is now a junior in co- high school, uh, they're they're independent. They really don't need us. So it's it's I can focus on my job now, uh, and that's why I wanted to do make sure I had the time and the dedication to focus on on being a judge and just you know not running from one child to another because I, it was important for me to be. I, we've been at every you know class part you know trip and everything. It was just very important for me to be there. I understand. I understand very much. Judge Howard, uh, how long had you thought about becoming a judge, and, and why, did, why did you uh, follow your partner's uh, path into, into, the, into that <laughs> right. court um, rather than any, any other court? Right. Um, very similar. I mean, you know, we both had worked in housing. When we met, we were actually doing housing illegal aid. Um, and as a court attorney, I also worked in housing court for, you know, many years. So that was definitely my level of expertise. You know, it was the thing that I probably felt most comfortable about. Um, and so that was one of the reasons why. And also like Norma, you know, years ago, I had uh, tried many years ago, um, but then we sort of decided together to sort of focus on our family, focus on our sons, and really grateful that we did, because I think we had a lot of quality time that was important for us that we could do in that particular job at the time. Um, And so I decided that when I was going to run, we weren't going to run together. So she ran first, and um, she got it, and she was just really encouraging, you know, sort of, I was a little bit on the fence, something I wanted, but, you know, I wasn't sure that I was going to really necessarily pursue it. And she really encouraged me. She really has always been one of my biggest supporters. So she ran one year, and I ran the next year. And uh, then we had the pandemic, but I, I did get it the, the, you know, the, the next time they had opening. Now, how, how, does your, how does your background manifest itself in what you do as a judge? You know, judges supposedly uh, apply the law, and, and, and that's it. And, you know, we hear a lot about uh, diversity, but is diversity just a matter of ethnic, religious, sexual pride, or does it have a tangible impact on the justice system? I think, I think diversity is very important. And then I go back to the question before, and then I'll answer that one. I always, I always, I thought interesting word was following. I don't think we followed each other. Um, I think we just, 
we 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 decided to go at separate times because it would obviously we would knock each other out maybe if, <laughs> if we went at the same time. So I don't know. Follow is the appropriate <laughs> is appropriate word. I think he just got to realize it's what's the time when it's the appropriate time to run. Um, so that's my response to that question. But I think diversity is very important, especially in housing court, because the majority of people that we see are people of color. Um, and your background, you know, where I come from, I think I, I can, I understand the issues that many people face that come to housing court, you know, do I pay the rent or do I put food on the table for my children? Um, do I pay the rent or do I let the lights get cut off? So, uh, I think, you know, my background, I understand that, but I also understand because we're here, we're impartial. I understand the opposite side from the landlord, especially a small landlord, who is have who has that house? I mean, is trying to hold on to that house that may have been in the family for you know generations, and just trying to hold on to it as best as they can. Um, so, you know, I understand both sides, and it's you know we're not both supposed to be political, but just understanding the background of of many of the people who come into the courthouse is I think it's important. To Todd, what's your take on that? Um, yeah, and no, I definitely uh, uh, concur that it's very important. Diversity is important, you know, sort of to answer that part of your question, diversity and, you know, sort of all aspects. I mean, definitely I do think about the fact that um, a majority of litigants uh, in housing court are often um, people of color. So I think it's important to kind of be able to see people of color. And, of course, you know, as someone who's out as a lesbian, a queer person, I think that's also important to have diversity in all those aspects. Um, and my prior job, certainly as a court attorney, I was impartial already in that in that role. So that is also important to kind of bring that expertise about being able to listen. You know, I think that's really an important part of being, about being a judge as well. Um, having each side have their day in court and be able to be heard no matter what the ruling might be from the court. Um, so that's also something that's that's important to bring to to this position. Now, speaking of courts, there, there have been a number of seminal opinions in the last you know five or ten years. Are we are we where we ought to be legally? Uh, I know I know there are social changes that take place, but, but the, are there legal uh, frontiers still to be broken in LGBTQ litigation? I would say that's a touchy one, but um, I think, you know, we obviously have to have more as far as housing court, even housing court um, understanding of the transgender community and when the transgender com community comes into the courthouse and respecting them and respecting um, to identify and speak to them in the uh, pronoun that they're more comfortable with or that they want. Um, so I think that's always been, not always, but it's, long, it's been a, an issue for some time with the court. Um, I think not only housing court, but even, you know, within the country that we have to have more understanding of the transgender community. And, you know, you see these recent, not only court decisions, but just, you know, legislation, uh, in some states that are banning transgender, you know, uh, athletes, I, I think we just we have a long way to go with the transgender community and having allowing them to have their voice and have their voice be heard. Absolutely, I, I would definitely concur concur with that. You know, I think there's a long way to to go. You know, um, and even in the LGBT community, I mean, we, we we're always glad to see a lot of the changes um, to have you know rights expanded. Um, and, you know, still, I think there's still even room for that, more expansion of our rights.
Right. And yeah. our rights have been, and like I said, the last, you know, few years, you know, we've gone backwards on a lot of state legislation with the with the LGBTQ IA community. I think that's, you know, I'm hoping with the changes we can change and progress where we were, at least right. back to where we were. Right. At least <laughs> move forward. forward right. At least right. back to where we were. Mm-hmm. Right. To try to recover from some of the steps backwards that, you know, we've taken in, in recent years which you know, has impacted us. Well, just the example that you two set must be, must be a, a wonderful uh, inspiration uh, for young people who can, who, can, who can look out and see you. And when, when you were their age, you could not look forward and see you, to see you, you know? Right. That's right. right. Absolutely. Well, Absolutely. And that's the reason why, you know, we love the opportunity to be able to kind of just be represented and talk and, and be ourselves and say, yes, you know, we are out, we're out, we're clear. Um, and we have been, you can too, you know, you can sort of pursue whatever your dreams are. Um, because you're right, I think part of it is maybe all those years ago that we weren't necessarily told that we could dream that big, you know, that we could have these kind of goals. That's something that could really be realistic for us. Um, and so to let folks, of, not just young people of all ages, you know, um, to know that you can kind of pursue that. Because it could be any point in your life where you sort of feel stuck by what you think society um, expects you to do. You know, what you just said, I think, is the theme of the whole program. You can dream, you can dream this big. Right. That's right. And thank you for the opportunity to come out and speak um, because there are people within the court system who still don't feel comfortable coming out. So we're hoping to, like you said, to set examples where they'll feel comfortable um, being themselves. Absolutely. Absolutely. I hope so. Judge Howard, Judge Jennings, thank you so much for coming on the program and, and thank you for your service.